Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Excellent question. So it was in the video about the expansion. So currently we have Kinder 4 through ninth grade, which is kind of how the school system works there. The next section, what we call senior high, is almost like pre-college. You kind of pick your career at that point. We're going with a general, and those credits will transfer over into whatever else they want to study. Uh, we have the buildings already built. Uh, we have to modify some things. We have to bring some other things up to code which the school needs anyway, but it has to be done in order to get approved for this uh, expansion. So we have to build a couple walls, convert some things from, uh, we have an, uh, like a guest housing apartment uh, that we've set up because we don't have any hotels there. So we're changing that into a full-blown laboratory. Is that the right word in English? Laboratory? Lab? Science lab? Whatever that is in English. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then some legal stuff. Technically, we have to redo all of the electrical for the property, uh, at least most of it, because the building's about four years old, and they actually, I'm not an electrician, I know basically what to do with electric, but somehow they call it playing with the ground, so the uh, electricity comes backwards, it comes through the ground instead of the hot wire, I don't know how you actually do that, but um, that has to be done, we're kind of playing with pushing that back, trying to... Uh, uh, get it signed off, off, off on, and then have it said that it'll be done uh, before school starts in January. So technically, that needs to be done by the end of August, which is pretty soon. Um, we're really pushing to try to get it done. It has to be done before they come into class. So hopefully, we can push that off and get it assigned with an, uh, an agreement that it'll be done before January. So uh, most of it's legal paperwork and stuff, but there is some other stuff in that, uh, uh, you know, we have to put in bathrooms and, and plumbing, some temporary walls that can be moved, uh, things like that. Uh, most of that is kind of well on the way. Uh, the guys in the church have been working on it while we've been gone. So that's, uh, they send pictures and say, do you like this? <laughs> and so uh, it's uh, mostly a legal expansion, but we do have the uh, property, we just have to modify it. So we have a building built on the side of a mountain, uh, buildings, uh, it just kind of runs one into another. And so when you walk onto the property, you have auditorium on one side, the kindergarten on the other side. You walk up about uh, about total of 15 feet up, uh, and you have another level. We have the offices in first through fifth grade on that level. That's a two-story building, so the next, next side would have sixth through ninth grade and some other extra classrooms. And then if you keep walking, uh, another story up you have uh, uh like bathrooms and then you keep walking like two more stories up uh and you have uh, a full concrete court and an amphitheater and then if you keep walking up uh there's a house on top of the property so it's a total of 100 steps from the bottom to the top and so our it's awesome how they built it so uh we're modifying what's there we're not building anything else because there's no more room so it's an acre of just built up to the side of a mountain it's pretty cool so when I see property like this, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it's 
Okay, so excellent question about the expansion for the senior high. So with that, uh, there's no gap there for those most volatile years, whether they're Christian school, throw them out into the world, and then bring them back for Bible college. We can just keep them all the way through for a Bible college degree, which we're very excited about. Okay, excellent question. Yes, ma'am? Um, it's a it's different system than here. So here we kind of have kindergarten and 12th grade graduation. There you have a big 9th grade graduation, but like 80% of them will do the next step too. So you just throw in an extra graduation basically, but most of them hit that next senior high. But it's typically in a different facility, different place, um, and you can study like mechanics, electrician, cooking, uh, account, uh, accounting, things like that, would be in that senior high level. So we're doing general, uh, which kind of can be, they can do whatever. So, Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. 15, 16 years old. And so uh, the school that they go to in our area is a huge school. You have to have very good grades to get in. They have about 5,000 students there. And um, it's worldly. And there's not, uh, there are Christian teachers there, but there are also um, anti-God teachers there. And so that's what we're, we're getting. So uh, we had a young lady this year, just came into church, uh, just got saved, and just started her first year in what they call bachillerato, senior high. Uh, so like a week or two after she got saved, her teacher uh, does a, kind of a trick question, who believes in God? And, uh, and of course, she raised her hand. She just started coming to church, and, uh, you know, God was already changing her life. And then, so he basically, in very strong words, called her a fool, and that she can't believe in God, and he doesn't exist. And she said, yes, he does, I just got saved. And he said, no, you didn't. God doesn't save anybody because he's not real. Well, that was pretty shaking. So about two weeks later, we were starting paperwork for uh, getting our senior high going. So God works in mysterious ways. It's, it's a huge project, lots of, lots of work. But some of our staff have children getting ready to go in that too. And so I said, look, if you guys want this, you've got to help me. Everybody's got to work extra hours for free, and we'll provide Christian education for your kids, but you've got to jump in. So really, we've had amazing help from within, just all the paperwork and stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir? Uh, that's either volunteers in our church or people we've hired from our church. Uh, when I got there, I went through 15 contractors in like six weeks. Uh, they can't put up with me because I'm a perfectionist. And I say, it's not right. Put it back. You know, make it straight. They don't like that. So they leave. Uh, so finally found some folks who were willing to put up with me. And um, so basically 95% of everything we do is done in-house. Uh, but some of them are getting paid to do it. You know, that's their job. But it's within our church and so um uh concrete mixer was a big plus we did most everything by hand and we just recently got the concrete mixer in pieces assembled it to uh put in the floor it's cool life's different not to do construction because that's the easiest thing for me um it's hard for people to build like they build there so we've had missions teams come but mostly do like uh basically like a vbs in the school things like that because um uh, you can't bring concrete and steel on an airplane 
and uh, labor is the cheapest thing. So a contractor, a guy in charge of the job, he would make between $15 and $20 a day. Or no, $15, $20 a day. Yeah, a day. Uh-huh. And so um, comparatively speaking, that's pretty inexpensive. It takes a long time, but so yeah, excellent questions there. Okay, so a couple more questions. If not, I've got plenty of things I want to say. I just wanted to try to uh, make sure I answered your questions first. I haven't missed any hands, have I? Very good. So just briefly about myself and my wife, uh, just to get to know us a little better. Like I said, we were here eight years ago, so lots happened in our lives since then. But uh, when I was 16 years old, the Lord called, uh, called me to reach Spanish-speaking people. I didn't even know El Salvador existed at that time. And uh, my pastor said, you need to go to Bible college if you ever graduate from high school. So he shipped me to California because apparently it's a long way from Ohio. And uh, I'd never been to California before, so great. So I went to West Coast Baptist College. That's where I met Esther. Uh, she was raised in a pastor's home. Uh, her dad was an assistant pastor in Arizona for 20 years. And then he went and planted a church in Oregon uh, where he's been for the last 20, 20 or 25 years. 20 years. And so uh, she's from both places. Uh, took her a while to catch on, but you know, eventually she uh, uh, came around to like me, and uh, we got married. She's you know a little slow on that side of things, but I liked her right away. She's real sharp, but I figured I had no chance. Uh, and so she uh, graduated first, and she was there before I was, and graduated in three years. I did four and a half, trying to be more thorough in my studies. I didn't feel they were taught well the first time, so I repeated the class uh, to make sure that I got it correctly. English, Spanish, those were the classes that I repeated. And so uh, uh, we got married before my uh, last semester. And then after I finished in December, January, uh, we started preparing for deputation in May. Uh, we set out, and then by the following August, we were down in, is that right? August, yeah, August, we were down in uh, Costa Rica, and the following August, we were in uh, El Salvador. Been there, having fun ever since. Have been back and forth to the States a couple times. We do short furloughs, and we're just finishing up our furlough uh, now. So I crammed a lot of things in there. I left out lots of details. Uh, Joel was born in the country of California. Micah was born in the country of Costa Rica. And Isai was born in the country of El Salvador. So when we go to border crossings and things, we look through them from which passports and from where they are. So everything, every paperwork is different when we do our residency, which we now have permanent residency, which lasts four years, uh, in uh, El Salvador. So we can come and go as we please, uh, which was a huge and terrible process, but we uh, finally have made it. Now it's basically just every four years go in, present very minimal paperwork, uh, present, I don't remember what, uh, probably like five or six hundred dollars to renew it. But before that, it's been thousands of hours and thousands of dollars uh, getting the residency there, but we have that behind us. So that is a, uh, an awesome blessing. With the ministry there in El Salvador, uh, we came to help a church planner, uh, a missionary. The school had been there for years, uh, but never had a church. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of events that I couldn't take time to tell you all of it, but basically uh, somebody owned this Christian school, but he had moved to the States and uh, was not able to oversee it, but he was funding it, but there was no supervision. So that went about as well as you could expect. Uh, things started to go downhill, and nobody was doing anything about it. 
And so he went to uh, our pastor, Pastor Chapel, and said, I've got this school in El Salvador. It needs spiritual leadership. There needs to be a church there. Uh, do you know of anyone you know, going to El Salvador? This would be a great spot to start a church and, and kind of help with this ministry. And so another guy uh, with his family was on his way. And they went, started church. We were there for the first service as visitors, you know, kind of with them. Uh, but then uh, they had, uh, with their daughter, some very serious health issues. And they came back to the States about a year after uh, the church started. And that was about the time we were getting to language school in Costa Rica. And so we decided to just let the church be, uh, even if it closed. There was only about five families in it. And we said, we just can't go because we don't speak the language. So we decided to stay in Costa Rica, finish up, or really, we were just starting our language school. And at the same time, Micah was, um, was born, just a lot of things uh, that were going on in our life. So we decided to stay there in Costa Rica. And then if we needed to, we'd replant the church and kind of rescue the school. It was in some rough situations, had um, some less than ideal leadership uh, situations going on. And so we fired some of the leadership uh, before we even got there in the school just to kind of keep things uh, afloat. A couple guys came down, uh, bilingual college students, uh, came down and from Costa Rica. I was helping to direct some, and then from uh, California, the Spanish pastor, Brother Navarrete, he was helping to direct some. So they were able to keep things going. They did a great job for what they had to work with, and then we came into the school and kind of did a restart on the school uh, and uh, basically a restart on the church. We had about, uh, what was it, 20... 23 people or something in the first service. About half of those really never even came back. And so it was just a small group uh, that we were blessed to uh, be able to start with. And then um, the Lord's been blessing. Our average attendance right now has been about uh, 150, 160 on Sunday morning, sometimes more, sometimes less, about half that on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And so uh, there's 202 kids in the school this year. And I uh, expect that to grow uh, this next year again. So uh, a lot of things going on. The school is a very busy, time-consuming ministry. But this year, this calendar year, 2017, we've seen 43 kids saved in our school. Uh, that's an awesome ministry. And last year, we had about 40 kids saved. And the previous year, about 40 kids saved just in the school. That's not counting uh, church services or kids from our school saved in church. That's just during school hours, uh, school events, preaching, Bible teaching, those kids uh, receiving Christ. So obviously that's a very effective uh, uh, ministry. By the numbers, we see many more people saved through our Christian school than we do uh, door-to-door and, uh, soul winning, which we do twice a week. Uh, but the uh, Lord's using that, and then we're seeing people come into the school. So right now, we've got lots of young people in our church that are very... Uh, servant-minded and wanting to serve the Lord, and they've come through our school and gotten saved, and now are in our church and and our future leaders of our of our church and school ministry. And some of them are in our Bible seminary. We have a four-year Bible seminary. Uh, when we just finished our fifth year, and we have eight full-time or eight graduates, seven of which are in full-time ministry. So uh, just a lot of things going on, most of which I wasn't expecting. Uh, but God just uh, said, this is what needs to be done, and uh, do it. Yes, sir. And so uh, this is, again, God using just a little bit and doing great things with it. It's not has anything to do with us. It's all about what God's doing there. And so uh, very interesting I've mentioned a lot of things. I want to see if there's any more quick questions uh, before we finish. Tonight we're going to be over in Fostoria, uh, and so we're not going to be here all day. Because at some point, I've got to leave you over there. We've got two questions over here. Yes, ma'am? What is the 
Um, you know, it, it's very left. Uh, even the con- conservatives are much more left than we would consider conservative. Um, it's fairly stable as long as the left is in control. It's not too different than here. When the left is not in control, they get all upset and violent. But uh, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. But um, it, government doesn't do much. There's a lot of really dumb policies. I, I know that sounds like I'm talking about here. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff, a lot of talk, and then there's a lot of day-to-day stuff. You're like, why is nobody getting this? And it's just simply because they don't want to make waves. So it's just kind of, they just kind of roll with whatever. So not real strong leadership, very left. Um, of course, we have the social medicine, things like that. Everyone has the right to free uh, health care, which uh, great doctors way overworked. So one doctor may see maybe 20 or 30 times their capacity to see people. And so things fall through the cracks, like people. And so... Uh, uh, that's less than ideal. So I know you guys are, uh, as a country, trying to move towards that. Have fun with that. I've, I've lived in it and not too excited about where it's going. So uh, that would be less than ideal. But there is private uh, health care available, and, which is uh, very good. So uh, all that filters down from the, from the government. Mm-hmm. Here in the back, there's another question. Yes, sir? <coughs> in the city, you're in the city, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, I'll start with the second question. There, where we are, we are not seeing any Muslim influence. Uh, Guatemala sees that, but in El Salvador, I've not seen it, or have, and I've not talked to anybody who has. So, so far, we seem too insignificant for a Muslim influence. On the Catholic side of things, uh, in El Salvador, really Central America, I've been all around Central America, um, they are very religious people. But really, most of that is not Catholic. Uh, it's Catholicism is the fastest shrinking religion in all of Central America, and it's shrinking fast, like 40% per year, according to their attendance records, uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, the, I was sharing with someone earlier, the biggest thing there is the uh, charismatic movement. It's humongous there. Um, every single person I talk to has some kind of a charismatic uh, thought process, even if they've never been to church. So I was expecting to deal with Roman Catholic stuff. I've never disputed uh, theology with a Catholic. They actually don't think they're right. They just do it because it's the norm. I'm talking like across the board, almost everyone I talked with. Uh, but the charismatic, you know, it's work salvation. There's a lot of emotion. Uh, uh, speaking in tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all that stuff is a huge issue there, much more than you would see in this part of the country in the U.S. Um, we're talking like high 90% of the people we talk to, we have to deal with those uh, biblical issues. And they just don't, I mean, it's weird to believe that you can be saved once and be that way forever. That's a foreign concept, uh, which I think is so sad, because the Bible is very clear on that. So that's something I wasn't expecting, but, and that's, uh, everybody I've talked to down there, is, it's the same everywhere in Central America. So uh, people are very religious, very open to the gospel, very open to the Bible, uh, very respectful of the Bible, 
but basically ignorant of the Bible. Um, it, and much of that way, we're <clears throat> generally speaking, Catholics did not read the Bible. There are exceptions, but generally speaking, most Catholics didn't read their own Bible. Uh, it's the same in a lot of churches. Uh, and so people don't see the need to read the Bible because the preacher tells them everything they need to know, which somehow didn't get inspired or written down in the Bible. So uh, there's a lot of that going on. So it, even within a, uh, there's lots of, uh, I can't think of the word, where there's lots of churches under one church. Um, uh, what? Hierarchy, yeah, and I, I can't think, it's like, a, it's like a movement. I can't think of that word, uh, what that's called. Um, what? A denomination, thank you. There's lots of denominations, uh, but even in each church, they might be very different because there's not really a training of them. Each one just teaches what's right in his own eyes. So it gets interesting. Not all the charismatic churches with the same name even believe the same thing. So it gets very confusing. Very good question. I thought I saw one more hand on this side. Was there not? Very good. Okay, any other questions? I'm, you said 2.15, right? 2.18. I'm close. Is it claw fast? No. Oh, man. Uh, so I, I was close to being on time. Uh, but seriously, if we have other questions, well, I would love to uh, answer them and get to know you a little better. Um, we uh, ask you to pray for us. The Lord has been so, so good to us in keeping us healthy and safe. We had a couple of health issues uh, a few weeks back. Um, the Lord has been very good. And I was in the hospital for uh, two days and then... Basically, the Lord just healed me on something that should take months to heal from. Uh, but uh, we appreciate the prayers. God's answering those prayers. And uh, we've still got a little bit of traveling to do. And we'll be tra- flying out of Washington, D.C., Lord willing, on August 15th. And then uh, we start working in the ministry again uh, there on August 16th. And so uh, we'll, we'll land, get comfortable, and the next day uh, jump in uh, full speed. So please uh, continue praying. If you have not already got your prayer card, please do. Uh, We've got plenty for all the kids and the adults and everybody else. And uh, we'd love for you guys to have that. And again, thank you for your faithful support and your prayers. Brother Jaime, if you'd like to uh, come back. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com Thanks for listening.